0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back for another amazing episode. Very excited today because Patrick Reynolds, who leads the marketing efforts for a company called Session M, is joining us. And I could go on and tell you what Session M is, but I'm going to tell you this. Very cool stuff is going on at Session M. We're going to let Patrick tell us, and then we're going to tell you how this is so important. Uh, it ties into the loyalty aspect of, of your customers, the experience that they have. So, Patrick, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, really a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, we're glad you're here. And why don't we start off? You, just before the show, gave me a great example of what session M does. And I said if that that is so cool, tell our listeners what's going on.
1: Yeah, so our platform enables a brand to use all of the data at its disposal to deliver really awesome customer experiences. So one use case of that would be, let's say you have a hotel and your customer has a has a reservation and before they even get on property, maybe your beacon Notifies the company that hey this customer is approaching. By the time they actually get out of the car and they walk into the premise, you can come out and greet them. Ah, Mr. Reynolds, it's very nice to see you. We've been expecting you. Now, your wait, your key wait. has automatically been
0: pushed. Oh, that's cool. But tell yep. me about the beacon because uh, you say there's a beacon. This is when you drive onto the property. This is we call it a beacon. That's a technical term for.
1: Sure. Uh, it's a geofence that a lot of retailers or hospitality companies, and pretty soon everybody's going to have, that sort of creates a plane that once is broken by a mobile phone, uh, there's a trigger that goes off that says, hey, this mobile phone is within this perimeter area that we've set up. That perimeter can be as small as an aisle in a traditional retailer, or it can be as large as within a hundred yards of a hotel, let's mm-hmm. say, or anything in between.
0: Great. So I drive up, I trigger the beacon because I've I, maybe I've just draw, you know, driven into the driveway, and it triggers, and now yep. uh, the uh, great hotel staff is waiting for me when I get out of the car.
1: Sure. Baked into that is you're a high roller, which would only stand. Oh yeah, right. So by the time (laughs) you get in there, they come running. Let us take your bags. Let us, you know, uh, here's your. We've pushed your itinerary with all your dinner reservations and your spa treatments and everything to your app. If you have any questions, there's a concierge baked into the app, and we're here to assist you any way you can. Your key to the door can be opened via mobile. You don't have to check in. Everything's all handled. We have your card on file. Please go have fun.
0: I love that. And and by the way, you mentioned uh, it, it could be uh, walking into any type of business, but you mentioned the aisle in a retail store. So if I am walking down the aisle of my favorite grocery store, say, uh, all of a sudden you yep. know that I'm in the cereal department, and there's a pretty good chance that your data has collected what I buy over the and because that's what we do now in companies. We collect all kinds of information, and you know that I am Correct. buying Captain Crunch. And uh, just for me, you're gonna you're gonna let me know. Hey, there's a special on Captain. By the way, I don't I don't eat Captain Crunch anymore. I did love it when I was a kid, didn't you love it? It used to Who stick to that? the roof of your mouth. I love that. Uh, the,
1: the milk at the end. Oh yeah, the incredible, best. Incredible, <laughs> right? The
0: oh, best. My God. The best. But is that part I mean, of what we're... moment I'm tearing up? <laughs> but yeah, that's so what, what this
1: would is. No, that's exactly what this is, and it really ties together two things. So maybe. Uh, you pull down aisle six and you would get a push notification, hey, uh, FYI, it's buy one, get one on Captain Crunch. And you would immediately say, oh, I don't even need it, but since it's half off, okay, I'll go do that. I might be 10 feet behind you and turn down the same aisle and uh, being an Irish kid from North Buffalo might say, hey, buy one, get one, Lucky Charms. So the point is that it's taking my historical purchase data and applying it to the next best offer the next best experience in a very one to one basis because if i got captain crunch i might say uh oh, that's not really my bag and if you got lucky charms you may say well oh, that's not really for me so why should we have to sort of average out our communications or our offers give everybody the thing that they're most likely to be motivated by and everyone wins.
0: All right, and that's called personalization. You give them what they want. It's like the right time, the right place, and most importantly, the right customer. And it gives to Exactly.
1: It factors what you've done and where you are right now and what you're doing and it says, okay, based off of A and B, the next best thing that we could do for this particular customer is C. And yours would be different than mine, would be different than the next
0: person's. So how likely is it for us to, as a consu- I'm going to take the consumer approach. As a consumer, how yes. likely is it that I'm willing to give up that, my personal information to the point that you know when I've walked in the store, if not even walked into a particular aisle?
1: So that is really the thing that has changed over the last several years so Five years ago and, and backwards, it would be, you know, join our loyalty program. And if you make nine purchases, the 10th one would be free. And for a significant amount of people, that would be motivation enough to sort of join these programs, give your contact information, state your preferences and all that for some really what turned out to be typically a very sort of modest payout in the end. Now, things have changed. So we call that sort of loyalty, you know, 1.0. Today, it's we're off of that hamster wheel of just transactions eventually culminating in a, in a modest discount of some sort to what we think of as loyalty. As loyalty.exe. And that means that we're delivering the kinds of experiences that are actually making consumers behave loyally. They're coming more and they're spending more each time. And the quid pro quo is not I buy nine, you give me a tent free. The quid pro quo for me to give you my contact information, my personally, you know, my personal information is that it's going to give me experiences that I can't get otherwise. So I'm not going to get, you know, keyless uh, hotel room without being a part of the program. I'm not going to be able to pick up my coffee at the coffee shop uh, in advance through mobile ordering if you don't know who I am. So you're delivering experiences that I can only get if you know who I am. So I'm willing to give you my information and the quid pro quo is you give me those experiences. And if you don't, then I walk.
0: Right. I love it. You don't know how excited I am right now. Uh, if you're Irish, I'm doing a little Irish jig dance there, whatever you guys call it. Uh, because here's why. Here's, here's why. Uh, lo- the loyalty program that you described where you go into a restaurant and you you know get your card punched and the 10th sandwich is free – is really a marketing yep. program, not a loyalty program. It's a discount program, is what it is. It's discounting. It's ten percent off. Right, but what you're describing is, hey, I'll make a deal with you. I'm the company. You give me your email or your your cell phone information, your personal data. Number one, I promise I'm not going to abuse it, and that's really important. In in the wake of some of one of the largest companies in the world right now, Facebook having that data breach, and by the way, that's one of hundreds if not thousands of major companies that have had data breaches and i just read a fascinating actually i heard a fascinating stat from uh the head uh ceo of verizon just last week i don't want to i think it's he gets they have over four million attempts to break in and hack into their system daily daily and yet they're able to fight them off because of their security system almost flawlessly I, i say almost because there's always room for somebody sneaking in doing some dangerous thing but Here's the point. You're willing – if I give you that information, you're going to give me more than a sandwich every 10 times I come here. You're going to give me more experiences, things that will endear me to you. I walk in the hotel. You know me. That isn't like – that isn't I'm giving you 10% off. That's making – that's hitting my heart. That's hitting my emotional connection with you. And I have been been fighting for years – Talking about loyalty programs and trying to say, look, you want a loyalty program? Here's how you know your your, your customers are loyal. Stop giving them the free sandwich and see if they still come because then you'll know it's right. a loyal you're, – you're good enough to get loyalty, not just because of a 10% off – You know, deal. This is it. And you know, I love my American Airlines. And when if what would happen if they stopped giving me free first class upgrades? Would I continue to fly on American? Good question. Uh, I think certain airlines like Southwest Airlines. There is an example of where their loyalty program is really. It's simple. It's streamlined. It's not about perks. It is a little bit of a marketing uh, program, but I mean, it's really about you know people fly on Southwest because they like flying on Southwest. Uh, so anyway, I well, dig- that goes back digress. to the
1: CEO Herb Kelleher right. was an absolute animal for customer experience, as you well know. And their loyalty program actually reflects this. And I mean, I think if you, if you take nothing away from you know our chat here, and hopefully you will take several things away, but if you take nothing away, take this away: the idea of a loyalty program as some mechanism by which customers must demonstrate their loyalty to you, a brand, is dead. Loyalty programs are a means of you, a company, a brand, demonstrating that you are loyal to your customer by delivering the best product at the best time and the best experience possible over and over and over again.
0: And that's the difference. That's
1: the paradigm shift.
0: I love it. And as a result, they will they will stay with you. They'll be loyal to you. They'll come back to you. They'll tell their friends about you. And this is a perfect time to take a short break. And we come back, we're going to talk more about this. But I have one word to say to describe what you just said, and that is bang, spot on. It's exactly what we're talking about today. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Patrick Reynolds of Session M. We will be right back. Chef Heiken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips, online, 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.ChepOnDemand.com. Once again, that's chefondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Chef Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Patrick Reynolds of Session M. You just gave us, I think, the most important, uh, I, I call it the delineation between old loyalty and new loyalty, and it's very it's very techno-driven, and that's part of what Session M does. Uh, so I want to make sure I understand, you actually, you help gather the data, do you do the technology, uh, because there has to be a beacon. Where do you get a beacon, and how do you make, is it software that you do? Tell us a little bit more about Session M so we understand where you're coming from.
1: Sure, sure. So we are a software company, a software as a service company, a SaaS company. So we don't do beacons. So the the retailer would have the beacon itself. But what we do is we ingest all these disparate, seemingly never-ending data sources. So a beacon would be one data source. The point of sale register would be a data source. Your website would be a data source. Uh, your social pages would be a data source. We ingest all of these streams of data into one singular profile for each customer. We store that profile in the cloud and then we stream in updates as they occur so that anyone in your company has, will have the same view of the customer, which will be always like 300 milliseconds close to real time.
0: That seems like a bit of a lag. I'm just kidding. Yeah,
1: we try. We're working on it.
0: <laughs> so it's real time. So somebody just bought something two minutes ago, one minute ago, literally a, a fraction of a second ago. Correct. We have that information, Correct. and it's. I think it's important. What we do with that information isn't just about uh, the opportunity to sell somebody more. And by the way, that's a great opportunity. You, you know, th- you're walking down the aisle and you hit me with my push notification that you're doing something very special for me, and it's me. And once again, I go back to saying what I said before. You know, right product, right time, right customer. Uh, you know, all of it has to combine. Yeah. So, which is awesome. So, you're the software company, obviously we can get beacons with the many companies provide the beacons. Many company provides, provides, uh, can provide a computer. You provide the software in it. And I would imagine it's a very complicated system you're using. I would assume AI to help drive this data and, and make it, make it easy and manageable.
1: We do. So we use a combination of AI and machine learning to provide that engine to recommend sort of that next best offer. And one of the things that makes us a little bit different is that, you know, we're coming on our seventh year, Shep, and in that time, kind of very paradoxically, and sometimes I'll be honest with you, it's been difficult. But we started with the very biggest brands, companies that have you know tens of millions or more of customers, that have hundreds of thousands of SKUs, that process millions and millions of transactions a day globally. And while it was hard getting stood up with all those brands so soon in our in our in our history. It has allowed us to amass uh, a, a historical perspective about how people interact with brands and different uh, products, you know, at the SKU level, categories, and all that. And that has what has informed the machine learning and the AI to do its work and calculate profitability and calculate next best product recommendation and so on. Because we've done so much on the data front.
0: You know, I I just think to myself is how this works. I shouldn't be concerned with how it works. I just should know that there's a lot of activity going on in the background, uh, artificial intelligence, programming, coding, everything. That's not what I as a business owner or or an executive at a company needs to know about. I need to know what the bottom line outcome is, is, and that outcome is going to be I have a far better understanding of my customer than I've ever had before. And as a result, I can give them a better experience. So uh, I want to jump to a different topic. I want to talk about the connection between brand loyalty and the customer experience, which we've been doing a little bit of, uh, about that. But I, I want to tie a neat bow around it if I can.
1: Sure.
0: So I'm going to let you... you want to ask yeah. me a leading
1: question? Well, I think
0: that's... I'm, 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 th- I'm lobbing you the topic. I'm lobbing you the big one here. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean... You've kind of mentioned it before. You know, we're, go, we're yeah. Loyalty in the old school way of doing things was, was really a marketing program. So let's give you a perk for spending money with us. And now we're, we're doing more than that. Give us some other examples of customer experience that just makes people say, wow, why would I do business with anyone else?
1: Sure. Uh, I'll give you a few. Uh, so Netflix. So I mm-hmm. have a house. Yep. I have a wife. I have two kids. And I have a dog. And believe it or not, we have five different Netflix accounts set up. I don't know how the dog managed to get one, but we have five. So whoever is sitting down at the television will pick their Netflix account. Mm-hmm. And that brand is entirely tailored towards whatever that person has watched or viewed or browsed historically, right? So my Netflix is very different than my wife's, it's different than my daughter's, son's, and dog's the brand is entirely personalized to me in the way it looks and the way it operates and so on. So that's one example. And I would never think about ever getting rid of Netflix because it's like it reads my thoughts. It welcomes me. Patrick, where we last left off, you were on season three, episode four. Do you want to continue? Or here's some shows that are a lot like that, that you might be interested in That are really cool. And I tell you, it's spot on. So whatever algorithms they're using are pretty spot on. So I think that's a really good example of brand loyalty because the experience is so good, it makes me loyal.
0: And I think right? Right. another example, give another example. But but I look real quick, the Netflix things, what makes it interesting is how many subscribers does Netflix have? I, I, I don't I don't know and I'm not asking you like you should know, but it's in the millions, right? It's in the yeah. tens of millions. So I when you have been watching, you know, you're in season three, episode four They know that, you know, not just tens of thousands, but probably hundreds of thousands, if not a million people have watched those episodes. And they know from past experience what these other people like to jump to next, which is how they know what you might like to jump to next. And I just think it's not just the pattern of you. It's the pattern of, uh, of people that are just like you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, uh, you know, a big part of machine learning is sort of the wisdom of crowds, right? Where somebody is doing this a little bit before you and it kind of illuminates a path to at least explore, consider. And the more people do it, the more paths get illuminated. And if they're one path, then, you know, like there's a high propensity that you will like this next show because you have liked the former show. But, you know, it's just it's just a very it gets more informed and more informed with every successive transaction.
0: Right. That's amazing. All right. You were going to give me another example and I cut you off. I don't want to cut you off again.
1: No, you know, this is going to be a little bit controversial. And I uh, am a former CMO of a publicly traded retailer. So it, it hurts me a little bit to say this. But, you know, Amazon is brilliant. They are. Nobody is crunching more data more adeptly than Amazon. Uh, nobody is presenting things in a very frictionless manner than Amazon. So they're anticipating what I need. They're making it easy for me to buy it. Do they have a loyalty program? Kind of. Amazon Prime, though, bestows benefits upon me that make me extremely likely to use it on a weekly basis or more. I can reorder things with one click. I can buy things for the first time with one click. I get free second-day shipping. I get free access to content. They have made a really superior mousetrap for what it is they do. And, uh, again, my Amazon looks very different than your Amazon. And every time I use it, it gets smarter and better and smarter and better. So, it would, you know, I could get the same thing from Walmart.com or any one of a million places, but I tend to go to Amazon because it's, it's like a custom suit. They have just sort of tailored it to fit me, how I operate. It's sort of intuitive, and I wouldn't think of doing anything else.
0: Do you think Walmart is going to come up with a system that is even remotely close to what Amazon has done?
1: I don't. I'm not a big uh, fight the shark in the water person.
0: Yeah, I, I know, because I look at the wars between Walmart and what they're doing in the uh, grocery delivery and And the online, it's like they're going head-to-head. And by the way, I'm not criticizing Walmart for doing this. I think there are certain technologies and certain things you must do that you have to go head-to-head to to offer a similar experience. But then you have to break off and do something different. Has Amazon got so many things that are different that it's virtually impossible to compete with them?
1: I don't. I think so if you go back to what we were talking about earlier, Uh, you know, the idea of loyalty.exe is experience. So what Amazon is going to be really supremely good at is the product, you know, offering, whether that's a product or it might be a service, but it's probably going to be a product, and the price. They're going to be extremely competitive uh, on price. So that third component there is the experience. So if I'm a Walmart, maybe the ability to touch things and try on things or come pick up things is good. Maybe I'm spooked by uh, personally identifiable information, or I'm in a place in a sort of a CND county that still has really bad sort of mobile connectivity or computer tech connectivity. So I want to go to a place and look at what I'm doing and spend time and form a community. That is still a way that you can compete. You still have excellent prices. You have the same products more or less. That experience is maybe where you're yeah, going to win. It's different. Maybe and, delivery.
0: Yeah. And Walmart, by the way, I I can't remember the exact stat, and I just put it in the book that is coming out later this year, is that about 80% of the population in the United States is within 10 miles of a Walmart which means you can hop in your exactly. car, and, and within 15 minutes or so, you're there. If and, and I know where I live, I can go to two different Walmarts, or maybe three for that matter, uh, depending on which way I venture out. And uh, I think that's that's huge. I think any company can figure out how to compete with a big box store, how to compete with Amazon. And it isn't that you're trying to destroy Amazon. You can't do it. But you need to be able to still survive, if not even thrive. I, I
1: yeah, you need to be in the game, right? Right. You need to be in the game, and but I think you, you're not going to compete solely on that basis. That's a suicide mission.
0: And you've given us some some good thoughts on on that as well. We're going to take another break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the other companies besides Walmart and Amazon that you consider to be the role models for brand loyalty and why, and what does the future of brand loyalty and customer experience look like uh, in the next year? to five years. We'll be back. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Be Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com, an ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Patrick Reynolds of Session M. He leads the marketing efforts for this company and has given us some incredible wisdom about the difference between old loyalty programs and new loyalty programs, what brand loyalty looks like. And we've already talked about Netflix and how great they have really adapted to and – and I can totally get into it because I look at Netflix and, and I have my shows that when I work out or if I'm sitting in an airplane, uh, they're, they're who I use. But uh, Amazon and Walmart, who are the other brands that you consider, Patrick, to be the role models for brand loyalty and why?
1: Uh, I think in the content side, there's a few companies, aside from Netflix, that do a really good job. I think Spotify and Pandora both do really good things for audio, despite the fact that they do it very differently. And one brand that I think does a really amazing job is Nike. And I think the way they do it could be very instructive to anybody that wants to create a more loyal customer.
0: I love Nike. By the way, uh, I'm wearing Nike shoes right now. And I've been a fan. You for, and me both. Yeah, I, I, I've been a huge fan of Nike. Just last week, I read an article that Nike has more than 100 million members of their loyalty program. You know, and I'm not one of them. I didn't even know they had a loyalty program till last week. I mean, what does that well, mean? it's
1: Well, it, it, it's not a a card program or like a, you know, it's not this, again, this sort of antiquated sense of fealty where, you know, you buy nine Nikes and the 10th or 10% off. It's an entirely different uh, proposition where if you're a part of this really club, if you will, you get access to content and materials and things that other people don't just coming off the street. And that to me is what makes brands so sticky and so compelling for so many years I buy a pair of, uh, you know, tennis sneakers and I want to see how, you know, uh, Roger Federer trains and the the sneakers that I bought or a certain basketball player uh, does what kind of workouts do they do in the off season to achieve the level of greatness that they have. It's almost like it, it fuses content with product to create an experience that you can only get in this one particular way, and they do it at extremely high quality. The production value and everything they do is amazing, but it just makes you feel like you're getting a peek under the tent that you can't get any other way because you can't get it any other way, and it just makes it extremely um, compelling. I think just extremely compelling content.
0: And, and what are they charged to be in their loyalty program?
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk to Nike specifically, but it's
0: no, it's, no. But uh, no, no, he should. There's no charge. Am, am I right? You just sign up and that's it. And by giving them the right to know when you buy a pair of the, you know, Roger Federer tennis shoes or Michael Jordan, air Jordan, you know, I don't know if they even sell air Jordans anymore. Uh, but, uh, it, 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 when you get that, when when you give them the information that they need to give you relevant content. By the way, that's what this article was about. And by the way, they're hoping for right. more than three hundred million members of their program. It's not about um, I'm going to give you the perk of the first class upgrade or the free sandwich uh, at the end of ten. It's about I'm going to give you an experience. I'm going to let you know when a brand new version of your shoe comes out that has a new something in it that's going to make you perform better you've got your weekend warriors you've got your full-time you know Mm -hmm. hardcore athletes you've got the person that like me that's wearing shoes to go to to work uh you know granted i do work out every day but uh, you know i'm wearing my the shoes that i bought i'm wearing when i go to work and i think they, they Yeah. how
1: about this though what if i gave you sneakers before anybody else because you're a member of the club
0: yeah there's a perk Think yep. about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them to you. 30 days. I mean, anybody who is a sneakerhead, and I am a committed one, knows <laughs> that it's about currency, right? It's about who has what first. There, there's a certain, you know, performance component to them, obviously, but there's a huge fashion and lifestyle component to it, you know. Uh, and it, 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 if if you're a member of the club, what if I get them to you in your size, a reserve a pair for you that you're going to have X amount of days before they hit the streets. Who's going to be the cool kid now? I mean, it's going to be you, right? And that, you can't put, I'm not discounting. I'm actually, you might even pay a little bit more for that privilege, right? So what, I mean, the idea of loyalty as a very couched means of saying we're going to discount is just really kind of going out the window. You're looking to drive incremental behavior. You're looking for someone who would come to your website one time to buy one thing to come two times and buy more than two things. It's all about driving incremental behavior, not discounting behavior that was going to happen anyways. If you go to your coffee shop every day, Monday through Friday, why am I giving you a free coffee every other Friday? That's stupid. You were going to go anyways. That's just discounting to someone who is perfectly willing to pay full price. Now, if you come in on that fifth day and I say, Hey, if you come back this afternoon, I'll give you a free product because you don't come in the afternoons. Now I've opened up another avenue that, oh, maybe I can drive some incremental activity. In. Maybe I can change behavior. Maybe I can become actually more profitable. Maybe I can grow my revenue, not discount existing revenue. That just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I love it. And it's like, you know, the pizza app where you can go on. Do you want to buy the la- the same one as the last time? and? And, you know, it, right. it's because it's, you know, what's happening is it's the digital version of Cheers where everybody knows your name. You want to go to a place where everybody knows your name. All right. Is that this, is exactly
1: it. We talk about that a lot, actually. The whole point here is to make every customer feel like Norm, where the whole room lights up when they see it. Yeah. That's the idea.
0: Yeah. Love it. All right. So let's start to wrap up here. The future of brand loyalty and customer experience, what does it look like in the future?
1: It looks like. One brand with a thousand faces, it's going to look like everybody interacting with the same brand very differently based off of their ambitions, their purchase behavior, how they want to interact, and so on and so forth. Their their potential, it's going to be, we all have one, there's one Netflix, but we all have our Netflix, we all have our Amazon, every brand will be like that.
0: Love that. Love that. And if and you think about it the way it used to be, we love doing business with a company all for the same reasons. Now we love doing business with a company for all of our own unique reasons. All right, let's wrap this up with my what I call the one thing question. This is where I ask you the one thing you want to emphasize that we've already talked about, or maybe there's something else you absolutely want this audience to know before we get off the show. What would that be? It's like the lightning round. Ready, set, Go. <laughs>
1: Any loyalty program is a defining moment, a defining opportunity for a business to demonstrate its loyalty to its customers by delivering amazing experiences.
0: Love it. Not Not the other way around. Not a discount, not a free sandwich. It's not a marketing program. It's an experience program. That's what I'm hearing you say? It's an experience program.
1: If you're a retailer, all you want is to know the pain points, the passion points of your customer. And then if you're good, you can deliver on that. Loyalty programs are a great way for them to tell you what's important to them. And now it's up to you to deliver. All
0: right. Well, that was Patrick Reynolds of Session M. Patrick, thanks for being on the show, man. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You gave us amazing information, uh, leading edge, something for all of us to think about. So thanks so much. I really appreciate you.
1: Pleasure is mine. I appreciate it.
0: All right, everybody, and thanks for listening in. Again, next week we'll have another amazing episode on Amazing Business Radio. And until then, remember, this is Shep and reminding you to always be amazing.